Lovely. It's working. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for a great blessing. Please speak to us this evening. We hear a lot of preaching all the time, and we know you're always trying to reach out to us. But it gets difficult to receive from you. So tonight we ask, please speak to us. Remove all the hindrances and help us to hear from you. Each one of us is on a journey. Help us to know what to do and where to go. It gets difficult sometimes. But I know that you are helping us by your Holy Spirit. We love you so much. And we want to hear from you. Forgive us for our sins, Lord, as we come into your presence. And wash us in your blood that we may be bold before you. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. What an honor it is for me to be here. I want to say thank you to um, Uncle Bijou. Amen. For inviting me. Um, I didn't know I was difficult to, to see. Docas, I'll see you after the service for that comment. Um, but it's a blessing to be here. I also want to honor the father of the house, uh, Dr. Anthony Kujo, for um, having me here. Amen. Um, I bring you greetings from my father, Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. Uh, he sends his love and his blessings. Can I have an amen? Well, since we are done with that, let's go to the Word of God. Are you there? Are you alive? Okay, making sure you're not falling asleep. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. I'll be sharing very shortly, just a few minutes, on bearing fruit. Bearing fruit fruit. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, or for your body, what you wear. The Bible is saying we should stop thinking about what we're going to eat in fact, starts by saying, don't think about your life. Now, how many of you are in school? Why are you in school? Now, the main reason you are in school is because your parents forced you. But why did your parents force you? So that you have a good job, isn't it? So that you make money, isn't it? And when you make money, you have a nice house, a nice car, a nice woman or wife, there are two different things, so let's go for wife, it's safer, and uh, nice clothes, yes or no? Oh, mind me, yes or no? And now the Bible is saying that, don't think about that. Is the life not more than meat, and the body not more than raiment or clothes? Verse 26. Verse 26, behold, the fowls of the air. Now, the chickens, they sow not, neither do they reap. Which means they don't work. 
Have you ever seen a chicken going to work before? Or a vulture going to work at Barclays Bank? They don't work. Neither do they reap, which means they don't have a salary. There's no plan for the future. Number, number three, they don't gather into banks, which means they don't have bank accounts. No investments, no savings account, no mobile money account, nothing. Yet, your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than them? Verse 20. Are you, how many of you are better than a chicken? 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? Which means, can you think uh, and grow taller? Some of us would have been able to be taller if only we could apply this principle. Verse 27. That can you think and grow taller than you are? Then it says, why take ye thought for clothes? And why do you look at the lilies Look at the lilies of the field, it says. They turn, which means the flowers don't go to work, the lilies. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Verse 29. Yet, even Solomon didn't have clothes like the flowers. Flowers are never naked. They always have clothes to wear. They always have something to do. They always have green when it's rainy season, then they change their wardrobe to brown when it's dry season. They don't go to the shop to buy clothes. They don't have a seamstress. They don't have a tailor. And they have clothes. How many of you want to be like the, the flowers with clothes to wear all through your life? Now, verse 30. If God could give clothes to the grass, which is there today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not... Even more than that, clothe you, O ye of little faith. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For all of these things do the Gentiles seek for. And your Father knows that you have need of all these things. God knows everything you need. Verse 34. Verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that were mentioned before, clothes, food, money, cars, houses, good degrees, good results. You seem to be emphasizing a lot on beloveds over here shall be added unto you. Amen or no amen? Amen! So today I'm sharing on bearing fruit or, or you, I'm also sharing on leadership. You can choose which one you want to, to um, depending on which one sounds nice to you. Now, when you, when you become a Christian, many times you don't know why you are a Christian. And you don't know why God saved you. And so it feels like there is nothing to do. And everything is okay. Because when you come to church, 
we shout. You heard the instrumentalists playing and the singers singing. You hear our brothers here making noises. And you hear people shouting. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout. Then, now, now, none, none, none of, none of, none of these things are necessarily a sign of Christianity. Are you with me or you're not with me? But the Bible gives us the difference between the world and the church. That these things do the nations of this world seek after. But you seek the interests of God and his righteousness. And all things will be added unto you. So what are the interests of God? Why did God, why did Jesus come and die on earth? Why did Jesus come all the way here? Now, even me, why did I come to Miocho? Do you know how far it is to drive? It took me an hour and a half to drive here from Accra. Why did I come here? If you come and see me walking on the road, eating kelewele, and you ask me, why did I come to eat kelewele? I said, the kelewele here is nice. You may think something's wrong with me. To drive for an hour and a half to come and eat kelewele. Now that is the only reason why I came here, to come and eat fried pork. Well, how many kelewele did I drive past? Coming all the way from Accra to here. To drive all the way here to come and eat kelewele. And it's something that you have to ask yourself. Everybody here, even if you are five years old, you were all, Jesus died for you. Even if you are five, Jesus died for you. So all of you should ask yourself this question. Why did Jesus come all the way here? He drove, if it was about money, then he shouldn't have left heaven. If Jesus came to share money, he should have stayed in heaven and, and thrown money down. If that's what it's about, he should have broken some gold from the road in heaven and thrown it down for all of us to have money. If Jesus came because of songs, then there was no need. The book of Psalms was written before Jesus ever came. So there were already songs to sing. If it's about shouting, uh, uh. you see, these young, these, these young brothers don't know what to do with their lives. So they're just shouting. Now, 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 listen, now listen to me. Now listen to me. Listen to me. If it was about shouting, then he shouldn't have come. Are you with me or you're not with me? Because there was already shouting. People were already shouting before Jesus came. Jesus Christ didn't come here. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus Christ didn't come here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ didn't come here to make us shout because there was already shouting on earth. So why did he come? It's very important. And I want all of you to remember, if you don't remember any part of this sermon, till the day you die, Always remember, why did Jesus Christ come down to this earth to die? And the, re the, the reason is very simple. Luke chapter 19 verse 10. The Bible says, the son of man came, gave the reason exactly, it can never be changed. It can never, no matter how famous the pastor is, no matter how big and rich and on TV the pastor is, he cannot change this reason. That the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 10. Those who were lost, Jesus came to save them. Now, in case you didn't believe this reason, you can look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. When the angel appeared to Mary, he said, Thou shalt call his name, Matthew 1, 21, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for 
For what is he coming to do? He shall save the people from their sins. Jesus Christ came to save people from their sins. And if this one too wasn't catching your fancy, you can look at John 3.16, which says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should have five A's in Wasi. That's not why he came. Should not perish but have everlasting life. And if this was even confusing you, you know this is one of the most beautiful three scriptures in the Bible. From verse 15, which says that whosoever believes, I mean the emphasis, go to 15, 315. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Half of John 3.16. Should not perish but have eternal life. Then he went on to re-emphasize it. And then if you didn't accept 16, it went down to 17. To say that God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be, might be saved. That's why he came to save you. If you don't accept that reason, you can look at John chapter 1, I think verse 29. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he was with his disciples and he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. That taketh away the poverty of the world. The failure of the world. The lack of music in the world. He came to take away the sin because everybody here, including the smallest child here, is a dirty sinner who should go to hell. I've been to the Boston Institute before. It's at Roman Ridge. I saw a small boy, 12 years old, he's in jail for three years for stealing a chicken. If here on earth we can look at a 12-year-old and say into the prison, a 12-year-old for chicken. One, not two, one chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know if it was a fully grown chicken or not. One single chicken. How much more in heaven? They will look at your 13-year-old face and say, you are a sinner. Into the prison. And that is why Jesus came. To see, you see, one day I was writing names in class. Do you, do you have writing names for talkatives? Yeah. And then when you talk more, then they write DP. Do you also have DP? Which means what? Double punishment. And then you have TP. Which means what? Triple punishment. And then finally, I had QP. Quadruple punishment. Now, are you listening to me? Listen or are you listening to me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, good. Now, whilst I was writing the names, DP and TP and QP, my friend also started talking. His name was Christopher. He also started talking in the class. And I had no choice because one of the people he was talking to was already on DP. So I couldn't write that girl's name without writing Christopher's name. So I was forced to write my friend's name on the list. And my friend came to see me that I should wipe his name off the list. Have you ever had that problem before? So now I was in a dilemma. While he was talking to me, the girl he was talking to said, Joshua, if you are writing my name as DP, he also is now talking to you, and so he should also become DP. <laughs> and now how to wipe Christopher Anot's name? Ah, you know him, Prophet Anot's son. Yes, he was in my class. How to wipe his name off the list? You can't. I had my eraser. But how do I, why, how do I erase his name? When I've left, another Ottoman teacher's name is there. Philip Ejepon's name is there. Hey. Genevieve Hagan's name is there. Hey, Different people's names are there. I can't just erase your name. 
And that's how our sin is. You've sinned. Other people have sinned. They're even in hell now. God cannot just erase your name. And that's why Jesus had to shed his blood. Because what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now, this, 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 this is the reason why Jesus came. Non-negotiable. It's not even in discussion. Paul said in, I think, 1 Timothy 1.15, he said, This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Now, that's wonderful. We are all here now. We are all saved. Now, the Bible says something to us in John chapter 15. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. Hmm? You didn't choose me. Some of you are only saved because you were born into a Christian family. Some of you are only saved because your parents took you to church and you heard somebody preach and you gave your life to Christ. So you have a feeling that you became a Christian. But the Bible tells us, you haven't chosen me, John 15, 16. You didn't choose to be saved. Nobody here chose to be saved. I chose you. And I ordained you for one purpose. To go and bring forth fruit. You know what it means to bring forth fruit? I make it easy for you. It means to give birth. God has ordained you to give birth. Now, don't go and say that in the service. They told us that we should go and be pregnant. That's not what I'm saying. Be careful. (laughs) Bring forth fruit means to give birth. Now, when a goat gives birth, what does it give birth to? A what? Oh, I'm asking you, what does a goat give birth to? A goat. By the way, I haven't started preaching now. I'm trying to make you understand my message, so try to move fast. A goat gives birth to... I'm asking all of you here. A goat gives birth to what? A what? A kid. Did you say a kid? Charlie, be careful, eh? <laughs> A crocodile gives birth to what? A giraffe gives birth to? So, and an apple tree gives birth to? Can you imagine going, you have a big stomach, you go to the hospital, you push, when you push, a yam, a yam comes out of you. Can you imagine? No. No, 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 no. Are you listening to me? So when the Bible says that you, what's your name, my dear? Eunice. Eunice should go forth and bring forth fruit. We are expecting another of Eunice. That's what you don't know. Since you got saved, God is expecting. You didn't choose him. He chose you and he ordained you. You are ordained. You are already ordained. And he has ordained you to go and give birth to another Eunice. Another Christian. Paul said in, uh, wow, I forgot what he said, but he said 4.15. He said, I have, in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. You give birth to people when you preach the gospel to them. So God is expecting now, you only bring forth fruit after your kind. A goat only gives, a goat cannot give birth to a giraffe. It cannot be. A dog cannot give birth to a cocoa yam. That is not how it's supposed to be. Are you listening to me or you're not listening to me? So me, since I became a Christian, what am I? What am I? I'm a Christian. I have other people who are Christians because of me. They are called my fruit. I have, I'm a lawyer. 
I have other lawyers who have become Christians through me. They are my fruit. I am, what else am I? I'm a pastor. I have, I have other pastors who I trained who are pastors today. Are you with me or you're not with me? What else am I? I'm a father. It's true. Hey. I'm a father. It's true. I have other fathers in my church who have given birth to. So you, and now I'm also, I also went to the best school in Ghana. I went to Achimota School. So I've also, I've also given birth to other Achimotans. Are you with me or you're not with me? So Jesus has saved us so that we go forth and bring forth much fruit. Everybody say much fruit. Now, I want to give you two, three, four, five, or ten, depending on how long it takes for you to feel sleepy. But I want to give you reasons why it's very important for everybody here to... Now, how many of you can point to somebody in this room and say, I led this person to Christ. This person is a Christian because of me. Huh? As you haven't pointed, she's even shaking her head. (laughs) This person is a Christian because of me. How many? Now, I want to give you reasons why. Are you with me? I want to give you reasons why you must bear fruit. Number one, number one, to prove that you are a real Christian. Matthew chapter 7 verse 20. Matthew chapter 7 verse 20 says, Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. You cannot know a Christian until he bears fruits. Amen? Oh, sorry. No amen. You guys, I'm coming, I'm coming to you. Don't worry. <laughs> you keep shouting. <laughs> Are you alive here? Yes. One day, I met uh, a doctor who told me a story. There was a woman who came to the hospital. And um, she was a woman. Do you know the signs of a woman? Do you remember in, uh, I think it's in Integrated Science or Social Studies, one of them, you learn about puberty and adolescence. So when a girl enters adolescence, what are the signs? Number one, she starts to have breasts. Number two, she starts to have hips. Number three, what? A flat tummy. That one is not part of My dear, that one is not part of It's not part, I think. That is not social study. That's another subject. <laughs> uh, now, are you with me? Everybody say yes, I'm with you. Now, 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 she, 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 this girl came to this doctor. The doctor told me this story. And she was, she was married, but they were not having a child. And they didn't know why they couldn't have a child. So, they went to do some tests. When they did some tests on the woman, they saw even though she has hips and she has breasts and she has everything on the outside, she's actually a man. Yes. It's called testicular feminization syndrome. Yes. I, I, you can ask Vincent, very educated. He would know. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Ask him. Is it not true? It's true. Very highly educated. So it's like testicular feminization syndrome. Like, the girl looks like a girl outside, but inside, she's not really a girl. She's a man. So that's, but the only way you can tell, you can't tell from looking. You can't tell from touching. The only way you can tell is from the fact that she can't have a child. She doesn't have a womb in her. Yes. So that's how it is with Christians. You see, you see the girl singing, I don't want to fail in my mission. We all clap. I also used to sing. 
I can play all the instruments there. Yes, there's no instrument I can play. I can sing, I can do everything. But you see, but you see, that doesn't show that she's a Christian. You see, the, the keyboard is there, moving up and down, chewing gum, playing. All that doesn't prove that he's a Christian. Nobody should be angry with me. I'm just explaining to you that on the outside, I also play keyboard. Even me, you can't tell. Preaching doesn't show that I'm really a Christian. You can't know a person by his outward appearance. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 7, 20. If you want to know the person, look at the person's fruit. So you can't know, I can be preaching. You can't, it's not by the person's look. It's not by the singing. It's not by the shouting. You see that they're all shouting, but where are their fruits? They're all shouting and making noise. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, ha, ha, ha. But where are their fruits? Where are their fruits? So you see a lot. Of, look, I was once like you. I also used to go for youth camp. Those I used to go for youth camp with, some are still saved, some are not saved. I've done all of these things before. All of these boys who are shouting here, the reality is that where is their fruit? Or are they fake Christians? Only looking like Christians, but inside. <laughs> yes. Oh, even if you're angry, I don't care. You, 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 you see a lot of us, we know all the songs. When we come to church, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Especially the girls, they look so holy. I live for you alone. Every breath that I think, every moment I'm awake, help me sing, Lord. Wow. That doesn't mean that he's a Christian. Look, when I was in Atimota school, we had something called Rex Night. Hmm? On Saturday night, we would dance to, to unbeliever music. Sean Paul and... Um, uh, no, no, no. R2Bs. R2Bs and uh, uh, this as ASEM. ASEM. That was. <laughs> now we'll dance. Sa Saturday night. Then, then at the back, at the back, there was the main electricity switch. To the middle of the Rex night, some boys would go behind and turn off the lights. And then the house, the, the housemaster who is in entertainment. A teacher, the teacher who is in charge of entertainment, will rush to the back to turn the light. But in those few four minutes that the light is off, you see that there's, 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 there's speed. The people have speed. People achieve things in short moments. <laughs> Am I preaching to somebody tonight? So you see. Then on Sunday, then on Sunday morning, you see all of us in our clothes. Yabo, Shiraye, Yaba, Wasena. You see the boys, or the same boys who are, I don't want to say what they are, the children are here. They, they, sometimes they take off the cloth from here. And wear it around so that they can worship. And then when it's praise this time, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's Christianity here. Some of you, some of you, some of you are here. You're, 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 
Some of you are here, you are not saved. If, you, if we all die now, you are going to hell straight. Oh, straight. Some of you are here. Some of you are here. You are fake Christians. You're not, you're not saved. You're not a Christian. You're not, you're not you're here because your father forced you. You're not a Christian. Oh, please. How can we know? Don't follow the shouting. Don't follow the singing. Don't follow the instruments. Don't follow the dressing. You may have the camp t-shirt. You may look like a Christian. You may talk like a Christian. You may act like a Christian. But the only way to know is the way Jesus gave. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know I'm preaching a good message. I know. When I prepared it, do you think I'll bring a bad message all the way from my car? Of course. When I was preparing at home, I knew. I know it's a good message. You don't... I, I, I don't need your validation. I know. I'm away. Mm. Number two, my dear. Number two, the second reason why you must bear fruit. Second Peter chapter one, verse five. Second Peter chapter one, verse five. Second Peter. Now, this is to prove that you are not a sick Christian. Now, remember the first one is that you are not a Christian. And this one is that you are a Christian, but we are, is it we are, or we are, which one? We are, we are, okay. No, it's not my language. No apologies. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Now, remember, your Christianity is your faith. Hmm? Your faith. It's not enough to be a Christian. There are some things you have to add to your Christianity. Are you with me? That's why we have poor Christians, stupid Christians, uneducated Christians, unwise Christians, unfruitful Christians, sinful Christians, backsliding Christians, all types of Christians. Because it's not enough to just be saved. You say you are a Christian, so you learn for what's here and go and see what happens. Now, how many of you are with me? Say, Pastor, we are with you. Now, this is going to be a good one. Are you watching? Add to your faith. Everybody read with me. Say, add to your faith. faith. Virtue. You know what virtue is? Virtue is the quality that loves purity and goodness. That's what the Bible says. A virtuous woman. The Bible says, apart from being a Christian, add virtue. Or apart from being a Christian, be a virgin. Mm. Apart from being a Christian, stop watching pornography. Eh? Apart from the Christianity, because we have Christians who are watching pornography, and that's called a sick. You are Christian, but you are a sick Christian. Standard. 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 Now, add to virtue. Everybody say, add to, tell your neighbor, add to your virtue. Add knowledge. I'm a pastor. Many Christians only know two verses. John 3, 16. And John eleven thirty five. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Or should I ask all these ladies to give us a verse in Galatians? Should I ask? I should ask others, eh? I should check on others. <laughs> it's not a problem. All of these ladies. So I should ask you Galatians. After that, we, you walk us through. What about Philemon? Can you give me a verse with Philemon? What about Habakkuk? Let me go and ask the shouting brothers. Let me ask the shouting brothers. That you give me five verses on the Holy Spirit. Hey, 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 hey. 
English boys. <laughs> so you see now, empty barrels. No knowledge. No knowledge. They don't know. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. I'm preaching. I'm not using my Bible. I'm not using my Bible. Every verse I'm quoting is from memory. I'm not using notes. This was inside me. Knowledge. What about you? What do you know? Give me two verses on fornication. Mm. I didn't know you're serious. <laughs> Give me three verses on salvation. Zero. But again, when you see the Christian, you can't see that she doesn't know anything. Come, come. Look at If I was choosing somebody to be LP, you know LP? Lady Pastor. This is the one I would choose. Because she looks serious with God. I don't know her, but she looks spiritual. But I don't know who she is, so I don't know you. But you can't tell. If I go deep right now, Huh? No, I won't go deep. When we were at your side, you said we shouldn't go deep. <laughs> look at is this how we look, Christian? Thank you, my dear. You can sit down. And this brother to stand up. Stand up, Otria. You thought you you're not serious. Stand and face them. How can we tell if he's a, if how can we tell if he has virtue? What what if he's a fornicator? What if he watches pornography? What if all the songs on his, on his whatever are uh, Lil Wayne and, uh, uh, and Drake and Jay-Z and, and who and who and who? And, and uh, uh, Samini, Samini. What if his main, what he soaks every morning is Shatawale? What if that's what he listens to? We can't know. Sit down. Okay, you're, you're hoping we'll not move on there. You're not serious. <laughs> Next verse, verse 6. Am I preaching somebody? I'm wasting my time. Good. Add to knowledge temperance. Temperance is self-control. Self-control. Can you keep your hand off the breast? Yeah. Why did you stand so suddenly? Is the word, is the word affecting you or what? You wouldn't know about that. You are. Can you keep your hands? Can you keep your hands off the boy? Can you control yourself? Can you control yourself? Can you hold yourself back from alcohol? Can you hold yourself back from drugs? Self-control. What about patience? Are you patient or you always talk back? You come and smile in church and you quarrel with your mother. Look, let me tell you something about God. Let me tell you something about God. You may be surprised. You know, the Holy Spirit has different relationships with mankind. We have the gifts of the Spirit. We have the fruits of the Spirit. We have the manifestations of the Spirit. We have, these are all different. Of the Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit. Now, manifestation means something that's in the invisible or in the realm that cannot be seen by the eyes of men. And it, and it manifests, which means it enters into the realm of men. Are you with me or you're not with me? Like an angel that's invisible suddenly becomes visible. It's called a manifestation. Are you with me? Now, we have the gifts. He gave to some apostles, prophets, pastors. These are gifts. Then we have the fruits of the Spirit. Spoken about in Galatians chapter 5. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, goodness, meekness, faith. Against us there's no law. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. Now, 
Fruit means to give birth. Now, when God is very close to you, what you don't have gifts and manifestations, you have fruits. Me and my wife have a baby. Do you know how the baby came? Being very close to somebody is what brings fruit. Are you with me or you're not with me? Yeah, so we can chat. You can, you can chat with a boy, you don't have a, a, you don't have a child. You can hug a, a, a boy, you don't have a child. You can high-five a boy. You can even sit on his lap. You can even kiss him, you know. It takes the very highest form of intimacy and closeness for pregnancy to, to form. So when you, when you say, do you have patience? Patience is, is, is one of, love, number one thing about love is love is patience. And love is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So the, your character shows how close you are to the Holy Spirit, not your gifts. You can have somebody whose prophetic eyes are open. He sees eagles and uh, 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 vultures. But you see, uh, the person is not patient. The person is not kind. The person is not long-suffering. The person doesn't have goodness and humility. See, uh, the person is actually not close to God. Oh, yeah, you can be in your house. I can send you a gift. It doesn't mean I'm close to you. You can have the gift. I can come to your house. I can manifest myself to you. It doesn't mean that you're close to me. So how many have good character? Next. Godliness. Being close to God. Many, many people are far from God. Many people are far from Many Christians don't talk to God. Don't you see God as um, a force? A force up there in the heavens. You think God is Captain Planet or Superman? We don't have relationships with God. Next, after godliness, kindness. Then there's brotherly kindness. Is a different thing. You see, brotherly kindness means the kind of kindness that you give to your brother. Because you don't get anything back from your brother. You can't sleep with your brother. Your brother can't sleep with you. You can't do anything with your brother. It's just you are just kind to him because he's your brother. So that's the type of kindness that doesn't expect anything in return. Brotherly kindness. Charity, which is love. Now, verse 8. If these things are in you, that's what I'm talking about, these brothers, shouting brothers here. Shouting, shouters. See how they become quiet now. <laughs> you see. Do you see the long list of things we've gone through? If all those things are in this question, you, Samuel, and they are bound. Look at Samuel. So, come, come. Otria, you just want to shout. Come. You see, Samuel is wearing a cross. He has a badge as a Inkumyama A25 Pentecost Church. You see, you are what? You look important with this badge. Oh, everybody has some. Everybody has. Uh, you're not important. <coughs> the cross and the badge. And then he looks. Does he not look Christocentric? Yes. Then he's holding a notebook. He's taking notes. Then he, when he shouts, he says, Ah! Ah! <laughs> All of that, help me, Jesus. All of that doesn't tell us whether he watches pornography. No. It doesn't tell us whether he has. Don't sit down. Oh, don't, don't be silly. Stand there. It doesn't tell us. Are you with me? Or should I still preach or I should stop? It doesn't. No, I tell you, you see many Christians like this. He has two girlfriends. Oh, please. 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 We don't, know, we don't know what music he listens to. Maybe, he's, maybe his pastor is Drake. Maybe the person he soaks the most is Drake. We can't tell. Do you know for sure? You, you don't know. We can't tell. We can't tell. 
Samuel, Inkum Nyama. How will we know if Samuel Inkum is really a healthy Christian? How will we know if he has knowledge? How will we know if he has virtue? If he has patience, brotherly kindness, godliness, charity? How will we know? The Bible says, if someone really has all those things, they will make him that he cannot be barren or unfruitful. If those things are in him, they will make him. So when someone tells me that, you see these eight people, I met this one in school, I met this one in my area, I met this one on outreach, I led all of them to Christ, I brought them to church, I taught them how to read their Bible, how to pray, they, their lives are now changed, they're all Christians because of me, then I know for sure that there's, all these good things are inside somewhere, because if those things are really in him, you start to see fruitfulness. If not, I can't tell. That's why the church has become, the church has become, you, you wonder, you see, pastors spending money on so many types of programs and events to impress the world. You see that their actual fruit and their actual souls are minimal. Few, a few number, a few people. Big programs at conference center and national theater, and just as if the work has been finished. As if we finished the work in the, in, in Accra. That's what I'm talking to you. By the way, I'm not moved by your age. I'm a pastor of young people. I'm not moved by your age. You guys, God has called all of you. To change Ghana. And when I say change, I'm talking about education. I'm talking about boreholes and orphanages. Don't have those. Don't, that's not what I'm hey, We'll change Ghana through NGOs. That is nonsense. NGOs will not change Ghana. It has never been and will never be. Ghana will be changed by the blood of Jesus. And when people's sins are washed away and their lives are turned around through an encounter with Jesus Christ. That's the only way. That's the only way. I see if the work is finished though. See, one day my father came home. He told us we should clean the house. He came home, when he walked into the house, we were all watching, and we were playing a video game in the, in the upstairs. The whole house was a mess. He has given us work to do. And he was so, and he took off his belt and beat all of us. Everybody, beat every, even the house up, I think, one or two times. Now, I've given you work to do, and you have started doing something else as if what I asked you to do has finished. And that's how the church is today. We have never had more teachings on marriage. And we have never had more divorces and horrible marriages. We have never had more teachings and books on money. How to have more money. Christian kingdom prosperity. Breaking forth. How to be in the marketplace and also to be in the kingdom. And all these things. As if our work is finished. We are helping with education. As if our work has already finished. All quiet. You should be silent. You hear me clearly. As if our work is finished. We sit and praise ourselves, writing songs upon songs upon songs. Meanwhile, the world is dying. In Ghana now, the average young person doesn't know God. Doesn't know God at all. All of our big names and our pastors in Ghana, people don't know them. The young people, they don't know, they don't know anything about God. They don't know all the names we think are big. They don't, they don't even care about what we are doing. And then we are having programs to expand and to make ourselves... That's why I say, if we come here for this program, the main thing that we should be doing here is getting ourselves ready to reach out to every neighborhood, every secondary school, every university, everywhere where we are, because everybody you know in your class who doesn't know Jesus, eh? And by the way, don't think that Ghana is full of Christians. So even you cry your salvation, as I'm preaching, you're not sure. How much more your, your friend is in your class? Let's be serious. When Ghana, when you say you're a Christian, it means you're not a Muslim or your father is a Christian. 
We mention churches the way we mention football teams. I'm Man U, I'm Chelsea, I'm uh, 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 Arsenal, I'm Liverpool. That's how we say, I'm ICGC, I'm Lighthouse. Charlie, I play for Pentecost. That's how we talk now. But actual stuff, the work, the work is nowhere near. Look, I tell you, last night, late in the night, around midnight, I was driving through Osu. Wednesday night, Wednesday night, at least in my time, we used to wait till Friday. Wednesday night, you should see the city, young people, 16 years old, 17 years old, going to nightclubs, drinking, girls, different things. And there we are, having seminars about how to prosper, wisdom, wisdom nuggets, and all of these things. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Meanwhile, the world is in front of us. Meanwhile, we are poor too. Christians, hey, you are boka, serious. So I'm telling you. Now, that's why the Bible says many are called. Because there are 7 billion people in the world. 7 billion. You imagine that, God forbid, this wonderful auditorium is on fire. God forbid. And it's burning. Are you there? You're not there. Oh, sorry. Now you're not minding me again. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that this place is burning. Then you call the fire service. When the fire service is called, I, I am the one who comes. And when I come, I have one bucket of water. The whole place is on fire. I have one bucket. That have come. So, Yes. If seven billion people are on their way to hell, seven what? How many people do you think God should send to put out that fire? Many. Not just Ankobizu or me or some few zealous people at the front. Many people are called, which means most people are called. We are all called to help. And I tell you, let me, let me just tell you something. Many of you young people, God has called you to be pastors. God has called you to be ministers. God has called you to give your life to spreading the gospel and to bearing fruit your entire life. You know, without that, eh, and, and the more, you see, the more we preach about prosperity, money, how to, how many of you have heard such a wisdom, you heard somebody, wisdom, money, how to empower yourself, the kingdom marketplace, how many of you have heard similar messages for wave at me? Uh-huh. The more you preach to people like that, the Bible says in Hosea 12, 10, I have multiplied visions through the ministry of the prophet. So whatever the prophet is ministering, it causes the people to have visions according to that ministration. Are you with me or you're not with me? Yeah. So your visions determine, are determined by the preaching you hear. But when we keep on preaching about that, people don't embrace the cross. The cross is a sacrifice. I, 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 for me to be in the ministry, I had to sacrifice. I had to lose something. And for you to be a fruitful Christian, you have to lose something. Oh, yes. The, the places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. I used to go to places I can't go anymore. The friends I used to have, I can't have them anymore. The music I used to listen to, I can't listen to it anymore. The job I used to have, when I said I wanted to be a full-time pastor, I used to earn, what I earn now is a tithe of what I used to earn. I earn less than 10% of what I used to earn. Here I am. If, if I want to follow God, I want to be fruitful, and I want to reach out. I have, by the grace of God, First Love has churches from here, outside here, from Miocho, all the way to Accra. Churches, we have over 421 churches in Accra, by the grace of God. Young people, young people, 421 churches. Young people just like you. For that to happen, I have to lose something. I have to sacrifice something. I have to lose something to serve God. And that's why I say that the duty of every Christian is to bear fruit. You see how you're quiet? Because it's serious. Look at your uncle, your auntie, your cousin, your friend, your classmate, everybody who doesn't know Jesus. Not that they just say, I'm a Christian. You'll be serious. You'll be serious. Even here on earth, 
We can go to court and sort through nonsense. Say, this one is lying, this one is telling How much more in heaven? As we sit there, singing the latest worship songs, instead of concentrating on the work that's in front of us to win the loss for Jesus Christ. So me, I'm commissioning you. This is why I don't go to places to preach. Because when I preach once, it's not easy to invite me again. But that's the truth. It's true. But Uncle Bijou knew what I was coming to say. I mean, he, he knows. That's the truth. That's, that's the gospel. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. That's the truth. So I'm commissioning all of you. I'm ending my sermon. I'm commissioning everybody here. Go to every room, every class, every corner, every neighborhood, and bring people to know Jesus Christ. Those of you in Calvary Temple, the Calvary Temple youth church should be bigger than the main church. Yes. Rise up. Rise up and stop saying that Uncle Bijou and other older people are the only ones who are called. Rise up. It's only about singing. And plus, I, say, I can play all the instruments that I can play all. I can sing. I can do everything. Only dancing, that one. Help us, Jesus. I can do all. But there comes a time when it's time for a Christian to bear fruit. I'm commissioning you. Rise up and do something for God. What you, you say, when you're older, you do something. What if you die tomorrow? What if you die tomorrow? God forbid. May God use you. May God use you to look. You know, you know, you bear fruit according to your kind. You can go to Genesis 6, and every, every living thing brought forth fruit according to its own kind. You can only bring, look, me, my church is full of people like me. Full of people like me. I don't want to tell you who people like me, what it means, but full of people like me. There are some people, only you can bring them. If I try, don't come. Only a cheetah can talk to a cheetah. Only a giraffe can bring a giraffe to church. I'm telling you. So let's go to my church. The trees are tall. We can eat there. Only, only you can bring some people. There are some people that know your pastor can bring them, but you can bring them to know Jesus, and that is your mandate as a Christian. So I commission all of you, you know, Youth Camp 2019. Samuel, can sit down. For, for fruitfulness. For fruitfulness and everything seek ye first the kingdom what i'm telling you eh? seek ye first the kingdom and all the things that the gentiles are dying for will be added look when i started to serve god i became more intelligent i graduated the first class in law i became more wealthy i became i got more job offers and everything that is a good thing in this earth when you follow what god wants for your life Everything in your life will turn around for the better. Don't think about yourself. Matthew 6 verse 31. Take no thought for your life. What you eat, what you drink. Your father knows that you have need of these things. But you, verse 33, you, seek ye first the kingdom. Seek you first God's interest and what God wants you to do. And all these things will be added unto you. So God bless you, Youth Camp 2019. Thank you for having me. You know... Please stand with me for a moment. You know, I, I want to pray for some people. You, you are here. I don't care how old you are. You are here, and you believe that God has called you into ministry. 100%. I'm not talking about you are, you'll be a lawyer and you'll also be a pastor. Or like, I'm not saying you won't go to school. You go to school, but you believe that God has called you that 
you're going to be 100% in ministry, and you believe there's a calling on your life, I want you to come. Mr. Keyboardist, play for me. Come to me. I want to pray for you. I want to be in the ministry. I want to be in the ministry. I want God to use me. I want to give my life to serve the Lord. Come, I want to pray with you. The rest of you, just lift your hands and pray. If you speak in tongues, just speak in tongues. The presence of the Holy Spirit is here. This is my sing it. I give you praise. I give Come on, 
For many as he called, many as he called to turn men from darkness to light. Have your way. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to receive an anointing. To follow Jesus. Receive an anointing so to follow Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. No turning back. Thank you for your power, Holy Spirit. No turning back. The cross before me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The world behind me. Come on, lift your hands and sing it. The cross before the me. Yes, yes, the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. I've decided. Lift your hands. I don't I don't even have to lay hands on you. God is touching you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. The sons and daughters shall prophesy. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Joel chapter 2, verse 27. I'll pour out my spirit. 
I pour up my spirit. I, I sense him pouring out the spirit. Lift up your hands on the front. Lift up your hands. In the congregation, lift up your hands as well. I feel this, the presence of the Holy Ghost. A home for you. A home for you. makes the difference. That turns you into another man. Let it come upon these ones. The sons and the daughters, the servants and the maid servants, let them be anointed. The little and the small, the young and the old, let them all be anointed to preach your word. To preach your word. Let it be done, O God. For your words are yea. And your words are amen. There's an anointing. Stand up. Stand up. God is lifting you up. Anointing. Carry it. Carry that anointing. for a group here, you are a Christian, but you are struggling to be a Christian. Come. 
Yeah, Christian, you want God to help you. You're struggling with your Christianity. Come. can't change you. It's God who can change you. I can't do anything. I'm a man. There's something called the presence of the Holy Spirit. He changes you. Jesus said, I have to go but I'll send you a comforter that he may abide with you forever. Too high, too high. That he may abide with you. How long? Forever. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that's what makes some people fall down, makes some people shake, makes some people scream. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit manifested. But that, that's not the only way that you see the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be around. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, everything becomes easy. Because the Bible says, He will be your comforter. That word comforter means your helper. So it's the Holy Spirit that's going to change you. Now I sense His presence very strong here. Now the Bible says, only one requirement for the Holy Spirit. If ye being evil know how to give good gifts to your own children, how much more will God not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So those of you in front, I want you to lift up your hands and I want you to pray only for the Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, touch my life. As I've come here down to the altar, touch my life. Touch my life. Transform my life. Holy Spirit, transform my life. Holy Spirit, I've struggled so much. I've struggled with addiction. I've struggled with bad friends. I've struggled with worldliness. I struggled to pray. I struggled to serve you. I struggled to know you. Oh God, if you are here, can you help me? Come on, lift your hands and pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit. He will change your life. He will transform your life. He is able. He is. He can handle. To accomplish what concerns me today. Sing it, he's able. He is able. More than able. He can handle it. He can handle anything that comes my way. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. To make me what He wants me to be. 
I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be a vessel you were through. I want to be more like you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Lift your hands in front, all of you, all the way. Just lift your hands. And begin to receive the Holy Spirit. He's falling. He's falling. He's transforming your life. He's falling. I can see him touching your hands. I can see him touching your heads. He's falling. He's falling. He's falling. He's falling. Receive. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Like Jesus. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. God is touching you, my dear. Bring it to me. Bring it, bring it, bring it. I want to be more like you. Touch. Jesus. Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. There's another lady here. Bring it to me. There was another lady here. Bring it to me. Touching you, my dear. Never the same. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Never the same. 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 Phil. Phil, change. Phil. Look. None of you should be looking. Lift your hands and pray. The Holy Spirit is here. He's changing lives. Strengthening you. Filling you. Be filled, my dear. Be filled. Be filled. Look, he's touching this young man. Be filled. He's touching you. He's touching you. Feel. Feel. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Be filled. 
He'll change you. You'll be changed. As many as received him. <laughs> as many as received him. I sense his power. It's falling. It's falling. Lift your hands and receive one last time. Receive the Holy Spirit. He's going to use you. He's going to change you. He's going to help you. Father, I thank you for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Indeed, our lives are changed when we meet you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said amen. Go back to your chairs.